thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. I've noticed that everyone who is for abortion has already been born. It is a poverty to decide that a child must die so that you may live as you wish. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Again, I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. Uh, I'm excited to be kind of back on track uh, with these episodes. I know last week we did a, what I called a blast from the past. This week, we're back on track with this idea of transforming out of, and we've been talking about several different uh, d- different items, different topics, uh, different ideas that, that, that we can look at in our lives and see how we can get better. And that's the whole idea of this podcast, transforming, changing, growing. What can we do to be better today than we were yesterday? And that's the whole idea of this podcast. And that's what we're going to continue to do over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, I'm just very excited to be back with you. I hope that you're excited to be back and listening to this podcast. And I certainly hope that it's beneficial to you. As we always say, before we begin every podcast. If you do have an opportunity, please do this. Go rate and review our podcast. And also, if you can, go visit our website, scatteredabroad.org. Subscribe to our email list, and there you'll be able to find all the information that you need to know about the Scattered Abroad Network. I also want to mention a couple of things, too, as we kind of go in towards the summer months. Um, Michael Clark and I, Michael is the host of the Far Better Podcast and co-director here at the Scattered Abroad Network with me. Um, We have a lot of exciting summer content coming up. Uh, coming up for you guys. And we are really excited. We've got a lot of individuals that we're going to be able to collaborate with with and record with. Um, so a lot of good stuff, a lot of things that we're really excited about over uh, June and July. And so I, I'm just, I'm really excited for that. And I hope that you are as well. I do also want to make mention of a couple of events that are actually in our area here in the Pulaski area. So if you're listening to this and you are in the Southern Middle Tennessee area, or maybe if you, uh, maybe if, if you're looking, I know Polishing the Pulpit and unfortunately had to be canceled. I know that a lot of you already know that. Um, Maybe you didn't know that and maybe you were planning on going to Polishing the Pulpit. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen this year. And I saw, I've seen a few posts go out on Facebook of individuals looking for lectureships or different types of meetings like that, that they can attend now that PTP is out of the picture for 2021. Well, let me recommend one to you. And it is one that is done here at the East Hill Church of Christ here in Pulaski, Tennessee. It is the Truth in Love Lectureship. um, And that is May 12th through the 16th. Um, Again, that's here at the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. And so if you have an opportunity to come up uh, or down or wherever you are, if you have an opportunity to be here um, and to grow and to learn more about the Word of God, certainly do make plans if you can. Uh, The theme is Never Leave the Lord. A lot of good speakers, a lot of good topics. There are ladies' classes uh, provided as well. And so I hope that that is something that maybe will help you if you're looking for perhaps a lectureship or something like that to attend this year uh, that maybe you've never attended before, then please come on down um, and be with us here at the Truth and Love Lectureship here at the East Hill Church of Christ. That certainly would be uh, beneficial to you. Also, um, our VBS is June 6th through the the 9th. And so if you have an opportunity to come to that, uh, again, do do so. Um, Come be with us. Our theme this year is Over the Flood. And we're excited for what we're going to be able to learn and what we're going to be able to find out 
um, as individuals who are studying the flood uh, there in the book of Genesis, and we're excited for that. So again, that's our VBS June 6th through the 9th. So just a plug there for a couple of our events that are coming up here in the next couple of months. I am very excited that many congregations are opening back up and kind of getting back to a normal routine, uh, to normal activities and events. Um, I'm very excited to know that and to see that. And I'm super excited here that things are opening back up and we are kind of going full steam ahead with a lot of these things that we want to do. And so I'm just thankful for that. And I'm grateful that we are where we are in life and that we can learn from the things in the past. But I'm grateful to see our future and to know what we can do and accomplish it, obviously, all to the glory of Almighty God. All right, let's get back. Transformed. Out of last week, we had a blast from the past. The week before was transformed out of abortion. And we talked about the preciousness of life. We talked about how beautiful, how fragile, um, how wonderful life is, how life begins at conception, and how um, if a life is is terminated um, at any point after that, um, before it comes, before the baby uh, is born, that is considered an abortion. It is a murder, um, and it is what many individuals. Um, Many individuals do it, but it is really what I guess we could call a convenient murder, isn't it? In fact, about three-fourths of women who have a baby, or rather who have had an abortion, say that the baby was going to interfere with their work lives, their social lives, their schooling, and their other responsibilities. And so I guess we can be very, very honest and very, very real when we talk about abortion because the large majority of abortions are truly had, I think, because the child was not wanted in the first place, wasn't it? The the mother or the parents, they didn't want to change their lives. They didn't want to change their responsibilities. They wanted to live however it is that they wanted to live, um, and they wanted to recklessly fulfill their, their lustful desires in this life. And because of that, a child was conceived, and in order to make their lives easier, they murdered it through the act of abortion. And we talked about what is an abortion. We went through so many uh, different forms and different ways um, to be aborted. And as unfortunate as it is, many times these many times people don't know what an abortion is. Um, and so with part of that episode was to help educate, um, to help people just know what an abortion is, um, to kind of open up your eyes to understand that this is what is going on. And in places like Planned Parenthood and and other places like that. Today, I want to talk about just two very brief ideas. This won't be a very long episode, but I want to talk about two brief ideas. Number one, I want to talk about some arguments that individuals give for an abortion. Why an abortion should be okay. And I'm going to talk about um, some of those different things. But then I also want to briefly mention a couple of Bible verses as we get towards the end of this episode. And I want to see abortion through biblical lenses. And obviously the word abortion is not found in scripture, but can we understand what the Bible has to say about abortion? Well, we most certainly can. And that's what we're going to do today as we go forward with this episode. Arguments for abortion. One of the biggest and one of the most common, most popular uh, arguments for an abortion, the reason why abortion would be okay is that of rape. Now, Obviously, rape is or sexual assault, however you want to call it, what, whatever you want to call it. it. It obviously is an awful thing. It is something that happens far too often um, in our world. In fact, I looked it up just the other day. Every 107 seconds, 
someone is sexually assaulted. And obviously it is something that happens far too often um, when we need to continue to pray for those who have gone through such tragic events in life. We don't wish that upon anyone. And certainly we hope that individuals who go through that are able to get the help that they need um, and that justice is brought to such events. However, just due to the nature of a sexual assault, sometimes a pregnancy is the result. And and as unfortunate as that can be, uh, sometimes that is how it ends up. Now, someone might say, well, I was raped. I'm pregnant because of that. Now I'm going to abort it. And surely that's okay. And there are so many people who use this argument. What's, but what's even more unfortunate than that is that individuals who want to push the pro-choice agenda, the pro-choice movement, they use women in these scenarios to try and push their own agenda. They don't truly care about the women. They don't truly care about the well-being or the health of those women. All they want to do is push their agenda and they want to use whoever they can in life to get their agenda across to individuals around them. And so they use individuals like this in these kinds of scenarios and how unfortunate that certainly is. Now, I do want to mention this. Rape-related pregnancies are actually very, very low. Around 1.2% of all sexual assaults actually result in a pregnancy. And out of the abortions that are performed every single year, only about 2% of them are from a woman who has been raped. So statistically, it's actually very rare for this to ever happen. However, we do know that sometimes it does happen. Now, let me say this, and let me be very blunt when I say this. The rape of a mother will never, ever, ever justify the murder of a child. Just because one bad thing happens doesn't mean that you can go and do another bad thing, right? One sin does not, quote unquote, okay another sin or make another sin okay to commit. If the unborn child is a human, then intentionally terminating it is constituted as murder, regardless of what has happened before that child came, in, came into existence. But we circle back to the issue that many ideas, or excuse me, that many individuals fail to see, and that is that life begins at conception. And until people see that, until people understand that life begins at conception, they will continue to kill and slaughter unborn babies all across the world. A genocide, this genocide in which we live will continue to happen until people see that life begins at conception. Now, some people might say, well, what if the child comes out deformed or what if it comes out uh, handicapped or, or, or mentally challenged? Or wouldn't I be doing it a favor um, instead of, uh, of having it to go through life as it is? You know, should parents have the right to abort a child with conditions like this because they think that the child will be better off not having to endure the difficulties of life. You know, I can't help but wonder if this is just some kind of smokescreen to mask the fear of this inconvenience that a handicapped child might bring about. Go talk to parents who have handicapped children. Go talk to parents who have children who are challenged mentally and in other ways like that. And you ask them, would they be better off having aborted that child? And I promise you, they will say no. But again, we're brought back to this point again, isn't it? Is an unborn life human? And if so, then why don't we kill off the, all of the already born individuals who have handicaps and deformities? If, that, if that's the point that you're trying to make, what makes them any different from those who are not yet born? You see, rape is no excuse for the heinous act of abortion. 
Another argument that some people might say is, well, it's my body, therefore it's my choice. And I'm sure that you have heard that before. I know that I have. It is something that is loudly shouted and used by the feminist movement, by women who try to, quote unquote, empower themselves and who try to make themselves feel better. Oh, it's my choice, therefore, or excuse me, it's my body, therefore it's my choice with what I do with it. And I suppose so in some sense. Yes, it is your body, isn't it? But in other senses, no, it's not your body. You see, yes, it is your body because you're living within it. No one else is. The soul, the spirit of your body has your name on it. But you and I know that ultimately it doesn't belong to you, does it? Second Corinthians 5 and verse 1, Paul said, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And once we die, we're leaving this temporary shell, this temporary tent, this body that we temporarily va- uh, that we temporarily are in. Our eternal souls will live on once we die. We know that. We also know that God is the giver and the sustainer of our breath, of our life on this earth, isn't he? We know that God created the male and female. Go back to the beginning, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, verse 21. And then Jesus even reiterates it in Matthew chapter 19 when he's talking to the scribes and Pharisees. And there is no man-made movement. There is no man-made catchphrase to change that fact. You see, it doesn't matter how many times you march. It doesn't matter how violent your protests might be. It doesn't even matter how emotional you might get or how deeply involved you get. It doesn't matter how truly hard and, and, and how much you actually believe in it. It doesn't change facts. You see, you might get your feelings hurt. Your emotions might be hurt, but facts don't care about your feelings, do they? We've heard that before. You know, I think, I think about Psalm 139. Verse 13 and 14, where the psalmist said, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, and I will, uh, excuse me, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and this my soul knows very well. Think about the choice that the mother makes, but now think about the choice of the unborn child. If you want to talk about my body, my choice, well, what about the choice of the child? You see, it's a completely illogical argument, isn't it? If the mother can make the choice, if someone can make that choice, then what about the choice of the child? Well, the child is unable to speak for itself. Well, what about someone who is on a vent? What about an older person who is unable to speak for themselves? What about them? Can we just kill them off because they can't speak for themselves? You see, it's a completely illogical argument, as is every single argument for abortion, whatever it might be. It's completely illogical. But not only that, I suppose we could see it through biblical lenses too, couldn't we? Obviously, that's how we ought to look at every single thing in life, seeing it through the eyes of the Bible. But specifically, we could see abortion through biblical lenses. I think about Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 17 specifically, where the writer says that God hates, he, it is an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, but number three, hands that shed innocent blood. You see, it's something that completely abhors God. It is something that he hates with the utmost hate. It is something that brings him great pain. Why would you ever want to do something that would bring God great pain? 
something that God deems to be an abomination to him. I think about Jeremiah 1 and verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, Jeremiah says, I knew you. Rather, God says, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. How would God be able to know us if you and I were not living beings? You see, God knew everything there was to know about Jeremiah. He knew everything that Jeremiah was going to accomplish in this life before he ever even took a breath. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 7. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. You see, we have a spirit, don't we? So it doesn't matter if our bodies are fully formed or in whatever position they are. Honestly, if you think about it, our brains don't fully form. They're not fully formed until, what, early 20s? I think that's right. And so if that's the case, then up until you're 20 or so, could you be subject to being killed simply because it's a convenient murder? You see, God has the copyright on man, doesn't he? No one has the authority to change it. So how dare we as individuals, as his creation, ever go out and try to change it? You see, abortion is something that runs rampant throughout this country in which we live. And what a sad fact that is. And what I want you to do is I want you to pray for this country. I want you to pray for the individuals who are thinking about having an abortion. I want you to pray that they understand that there's a better way, that there is a right way to handle it. I want you to pray for the doctors, those involved in the actual abortions. Pray that they have a change of spirit, a change of heart, that they understand that what they're doing is murdering innocent children. And I want you to pray for the leaders of this country and that they would make it to the point to where it is impossible to have an abortion so that maybe one day this mass murder of innocent children will come to an end. Brothers and sisters, friends and listeners, whoever you might be, as Christians, what joy and what hope we can have in knowing that this life is not what we're looking forward to but that certainly we can have hope in a place where sin, evil, and anything like that does not exist. Heaven is our home. Let's look forward to it. Let's do all that we can to transform our lives here so that we can live in a better life in the hereafter. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.